Welcome to episode 105 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 105 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oles. How are you going mate? Sensational, I've got my Shrek Subway Cup. Yep. If I move and have a drink, Shrek's going to move with me. He moves with you, doesn't he? It's, it pretty, does. oh, it's amazing what they can do nowadays. Mate. Did you have one of those rollers when you were a kid? Remember oh, those? Yeah. Oh, did you have the, the boxing calculator game? Uh, I didn't, but I used to like playing it. Yeah, my mate <laughs> didn't have one either. Anyway, uh, Iron Man Talk is apparently brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com Just go there, get all the coffee you need. Trybuys.com. Oh, my shoes are arriving. Oh, nice. Oh, very excited. Yep. Athletes.com. Social networking for endurance athletes for all your race results and social needs. Mm. Okay. In this week's show, we've got news coming up. We've got Age Group of the Week. We've got a high five. Was it on? It was a funny one, wasn't it? Somebody sent us in one about how to sort of deal with your coach. <laughs> it's basically it's a high part, 20 on that it's, one. It's, it's actually part one of two. Oh, okay. And they're basically oh. all points are the opposite of what I say. Okay, very good. Uh, website of the week, Coach's Corner, what are you doing on there, mate? Just a quick question on sort of first time Ironman people who are not quite sure whether they can handle the distance or not. They can handle the jandle. And lastly, we've got some questions and answers at the end. Well, we had two Ironman over the weekend. Ironman, which one am I going to pull up first? I'm going to pull up. Arizona first. Uh, Ironman Arizona and Ironman South Africa, and we had some great racing, eh? Over both races, eh? Well, the thing that I'm noticing this so far this year, and we've also had this in New Zealand with a number of our races, is the chicks' races are a hell of a lot more interesting than the guys' races at the moment. Oh, back although, it up. Although Arizona, <laughs> Arizona um, it was very close, um, and the guys, but I'm finding the girls' stuff more stimulating. Really quite interesting. But, but yeah, Arizona, obviously a bit of an exception here, that coming into the last few k's apparently there was like one and a half minutes covering the first four so yeah lots of lead changes um but as often as the case the runners sort of uh, stole the show and joseph major came through with a two hour 50 marathon to take the race in eight hours 34 swam terribly 58 59 for the swim bike 441 which is pretty similar to most of the guys a little bit slower and, and then ran a 250 run, didn't he? nobody else looks like they ran sub three hours so <laughs> Brought home the bacon. He's a man from Hungary. Yeah, he came from behind too. I, I read the report and they're saying that he came from behind. And was it Tolkson? Yep. Yeah, Tolkson was um, in the lead and yeah, he just came down and hammered him down. Well, TJ Tolkson's done really well in some of those 70.3 races. I think he may have finished second to Chris McDonald in uh, yeah, Louisville. Uh, so, yeah, a good result for him. The times are a bit slower than what we've seen over the last few years. And, you know, to be fair to these guys, they're not sort of top 10 Kona guys are not the real big hitters but mm. hey I think we're going to see more and more of this as the Ironman there's more Ironman races around the world um, so we had Joseph Major TJ Tolkinson Jordan Rapp <laughs> third place and James Bonney in fourth place and there was one minute and 13 seconds covering the first four guys Look at Very, that is pretty cool racing for an Ironman good if you were there watching it would have been fantastic yeah and the female side of things well, it was pretty close uh, in terms of coming off the bike, um, but then Eric Cosmore smoked them. Smoked them, put 12 minutes on bloody Kelly Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I read one of the posts, I was watching the, the live uh, race reports, and apparently Chrissy Wellington had said that Eric Cosmore's been smoking her in all her run training really? down in the Philippines, so she's part of the 
Brett Sutton sort of team BB yep. um, squad. So she's come off winning 70.3 California and now has stepped up uh, and really dominated the race. Terrible swim again. So both men's and females, uh, men's and guys... Uh, Means and well, so if she, so like basically she was kind of eight minutes, maybe seven minutes behind on a swim. Yeah, Jeepers, you know, five oh two on the bike, mean ride, three oh seven on the run, and you know when you look at the guys' run times, she was running pretty much as fast as all the guys except for um, the guy who won, and apparently. Erica and Joseph Major, both from the same town in Hungary, so they've obviously got a crap swim coach <laughs> because they're both swimming 59 minutes, but they've obviously got some uh, some good running pedigree. So interesting to see McKaylee Jones. I mean, that's a pretty poor run for her 319. What would she um, normally run? I was wondering what happened there because she's won Hawaii, so she, it's like she should be a low three three hours. So who knows if she's. Day. Um, not super fit, maybe just you know, getting another race, or whether she's just she's been racing for a, a long time at the very high level. She had a sprint finish in 1993, I think, to win the world champs. I think uh, wow, Olympic distance 91. I think she was on the podium. So that's 18 years, and we see a few of the other older guys sort of coming back and, and doing well. But she's been going full on Olympic medal, you know, top ten in the world consistently for you know. Yeah, eighteen years. years, and I do just wonder whether her body's going to start slowing down. But but maybe it's completely not that. Maybe she's just not in great shape and didn't have a great day, and she might come back and win Kona. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, so Golnick. So that was nine twenty-five for Michaeli Jones. Uh, Heather Golnick, third place. She won last year at nine thirty-two. And our good old friend Tara Norton coming at six. Six. Didn't oh. have a great run, 3.28, um, so she did a 9.35. Again, it was really close there. She was uh, sitting in fourth for, for a long time. Um, she's faded, did she? Yeah, and just faded a little bit. You know, she was only three minutes off third place. So. Do we know anyone else doing Arizona? Uh, a couple of the guys from Epic did it. Uh, Ron Tribenis. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How'd he go? I haven't looked yet. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think there was uh, too many others that we know of. Okay. So Tara, good race, but I thought she was going to do a little bit better. Okay, and then we went to South Africa. Well, we didn't go to South Africa. It would have been nice, but um, good old Stephen Bayless did a really good IMM race, didn't he? Mm. Bit of a breakthrough for him. Yeah, yeah, he's been at it for a few years now, and it's his first. He's always kind of a fourth and fifth guy, isn't he? he he's yeah, pretty much fourth and fifth guy. He got he has got sort of a second. I think he got second at um, Ironman UK, but he did take a step up. You know, he didn't just win it doing the same sort of performances yep. that he's done for his force. He stepped up, up, set a new course record over yep. in South Africa, so Had a great deserved run. the win, and again, took it on the run, 2.51, um, really good effort. Yep. Leading out of the swim, or very, very close to the front, second out of the swim. He was leading quite some time on the bike, then he got past, uh, only rode 4.36 compared to some of the other guys who are riding sub-4.30s, uh, but he just took it on the run, and 8.18 is a very respectable time. Five minutes in front of Reynard Tissink. So, do you think this break for a race will be the kind of start of something big for him? Like, you know, it's often once someone gets that win, they start to have that belief. And I'm sure he had the belief beforehand, but he didn't actually have the experience of winning. So, do you think for him, like, how far do you think Stephen could go? I think he could go a bit further. I think he's still got to, looking at the results, he's still got to improve his biking. You know, swimming's fantastic. 251, if you can run that consistently at any Ironman, you're going to be very, very competitive and yep. you're going to be on the podium more than likely. But he's still uh, lacking a little bit on the biking. So it's certainly a step in the right direction. I don't think he's um, uh, maybe a Kona contender or anything like that, but I think yeah. he's uh, somebody who could do well in Kona. Yep, but I don't, think, I don't think he's really going to be a future world champion, but 
hey, I like people proving me wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Reynard Tissink has been top has been tenth, top ten in Hawaii. So, you know, there's no reason why Stephen couldn't go and do it. Yep. Still got a bit of uh, room for improvement there, but he's a good swimmer, so he's always going to be in the hunt. And he's still young enough. He's only 29. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you'd love his website, actually. I'm, I'm going to um, pop him an email later and get him on the show at some stage in the next month or two um, to talk a bit about that. But his website, I think it's stephenbaylis.net. It's pretty good, is it? You go check it out. It's very fancy. It takes a little while to load up, but then it's got all this fancy oh, stuff on it. Love fancy stuff. So Reynard Tissink was second, five minutes down. <laughs> Two years in a row, coming in at second place. Yeah. Oh, but, he had, but he did have the course record so now he's second and he's lost his course record mm. uh, he had a puncher apparently on the bike um, as did Bella who won the girls um, did you read about that she was off for 12 minutes yeah I've, I'm gonna we'll talk about that in a moment okay um, you're, you're a bit sceptical about that one aren't you Peter Peter good old Peter Peter say that last name Schnossninger Schnossninger uh, was third in 8.33 Francois Chabot who was leading off the bike uh, blew up a little bit on the run was fourth and Stefan Liebertrauer was fifth. Storm Brothers, first of them was seventh place. Oh, nice. Where'd the other one go? Faded. Off the radar. He would be angry. He'll be a hangry man, eh? Because yeah. you know that brother rivalry. Okay, and then we had the females, and we had an amazing, amazing race. One, probably one of the closest of all time. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, Were you watching it? No, the, uh, they're actually the... Ironman kept the, the Ironman.com kept um, dying. dying all day on, on Monday. Hard. It was uh, the connection was was dropping off, and I'm, I wonder if other people had. Did that they have problem. the two races going at the same time? No, the, the no. South African one was Sunday night our oh, okay. time. But anyway, we had an email through from somebody uh, saying, "Look out for Lisa, no Lucy Zinakova." Yeah, that's what we did too. Yeah, first Ironman. Uh, she's a coach. She was um, coaching the guy. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Look out! She's going to dominate them all." And she certainly did from the swim and the bike. And she had a pretty comfortable lead, and it looked like she may well go on and, and yep. win pretty easily. But she faded on the run um, with a three thirty-four to finish in nine hours thirty-four minutes. For third place, which is still respectable, first Ironman, yeah. 934, most people would be happy with that. But the action was a few minutes up the road between Edith Niederfringer and Bella Comerford, who've had a few battles over the uh, over their, their oh, years. Oh, really? A bit of rivalry? Yeah, well, and I know that Bella got really upset at one race because a couple of the Italian girls were just sitting in behind, apparently. Okay. And I'm not sure if it was Edith Niederfringer or not, but it was... Um, Bella if, does have a tendency to get a little bit fired uh, up. If, and she doesn't mind admitting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they were pretty much uh, neck and neck um, on the, in the swim, sort of just a minute separating them. And I did read the report as well that Bella had some, some major problems on they the They said bike. 12 minutes, she couldn't find a pump. But I, I, looking at those times, she was quite a long way down when she got the puncher. Um, yeah, and that would have made her do like a what a five oh four. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure whether it was twelve minutes, but she obviously got a puncher and, and, and lost some yep. time. Came back on the run. She lost an hour. Yeah, <laughs> came back on the run from an hour down, uh, <laughs> and then they were running shoulder to shoulder apparently. And then Bella kicked with five hundred meters to go and took it by five seconds. Yeah, wow, great, very must be a very satisfying way to win a race. Really, in an Ironman too, because like oh. in, the, in the ITU guys, they're used to that kind of you know mm. short bursts at the end, but an Ironman. Imagine running next to each other and, you know, when am I going to go? When, when's a good time to go? And it's, yeah. Because it's completely different, isn't it? It's great. So, Bella and Stephen, the couple. Who were they bit first? Did Melina and Erin ever do I don't think. I know the question's been asked before. I don't think Melina and Erin won, won the same race. Iron Man year. race. 
Uh, I think they won races. Yeah. I'm sure there's other people. I'm sure like Peter Reid and when he was married to Laurie Bowden, they probably went and did races. Okay, someone do some research on that this week. We want, we want answers. To know if there's any famous couples that have won Ironman races. So it was a great weekend for racing, wasn't it? Very good weekend. I couldn't find, um, I've gone to China and I couldn't find their uh, Yeah, we did. I, th- I thought that was, oh. I got, oh, okay. this, I got this up. Pause. Pause. You want me to, you want me to do a bit of a pause? Yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't do your peas on this I one, didn't did do you? Do okay, pause and watch we'll be back in right now. How can we help them if they don't put good we, information? Yeah, we on went the to do our peas to make sure that we deliver great content to the Iron Man Talk community and they don't even have it on there. So it's disappointing, John. But they do have a, a start list on the Iron Man China it's about a month site, old. but it's uh it's all just random numbers, so we couldn't really see where the pros were coming from. But this um, was a press release on the 5th of March saying that Belinda Grange is racing. Yep, so she's um, going to be favourite, doesn't she? Easy. Uh, yep. if, if this is, nobody else has entered up, then... Joking. 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 <laughs> joking. I don't think it's going to be a factor. Former world short course champion, but uh, really hasn't shown... Wait a second. Was she short course champion? Yep. 1998. So anyway, eight or nine. So a while ago, you said you could pretty much name all the winners, and I've worked so hard to try. I, I honestly have spent like three hours of my life trying to find the winners somewhere on the internet. Yeah, it's impossible to find. Triathlon.org. I went there, and they don't, uh, don't seem to have a list of winners. If you go, th- you can, you'll be able to go through. Uh, I tried my but best. She won. If anyone, if anyone, if anyone, don't you do any work on it, okay? okay. If anyone can email that, me that link, yeah, I'm testing you next she week. She won uh, in Lausanne. Okay, but short course, the short course. Who cares? I care. No, 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 no. But is that Olympic, or you mean short, short? No, Olympic distance. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Th- so, do they have a short course? No. Okay. There you go. So she won in Lausanne. It was either ninety-eight or ninety-nine. She was first. Michaela Jones was. See, done show off. No, Evelyn Williamson from New Zealand was third. Uh, who was second? second uh, Michaela Jones was either second or fourth. But who was second? <laughs> Could have been Michaela Jones. But anyway. Uh, Joking, I don't think it'll be a fact. Uda Mukul, again. Oh, I'm joking. She's, uh, she's a little bit past it now. Fantastic swimmer, but I don't think she'll be there challenging Belinda Granger. They have got Craig Walton's name down, but since this time he's retired, so I don't think he'll be racing. No, but I'm sure we'll see a few other guys stepping up. Olaf uh, Shabustis yep. is uh, is racing. Apparently Park Book, Boon, the Park Boon, yeah, the guy, guy who's a runner in Korea. Yep. Yep. Uh, apparently Chris McDonald is also racing. Oh, really? So he's going to be up there? He'll be up there. Yep. So we'll watch that with interest. Yep, I'm in China. What else we got here in the news? John, let me pull this page back up. Not a lot. Desiree Ficker is thinking about doing trying to make the US marathon team. Don't I don't know a lot about US marathon and the strength of the women's, but the deal is you got to do a two a sub two two hour forty seven to qualify for the Olympic trials, and then I guess they just pick the first three across the line at a certain race. Uh, so she's going for it, but I really think she's going to need to step up quite a bit, I would think, unless marathon running in the States is pretty weak. Well, you think for a top female, there'd be a, at least 2.30, wouldn't they? Well, you'd think so, because, I mean, Paula Radcliffe and the top girls are running, you know, 2.20 or under. Um, so if you're, wicked, running, eh? if you're running 2.40s, <coughs> you're not really on the same uh, zip code. So, you know, good luck okay, to then. What's more impressive, a top swimmer? Here we go, this should be a discussion of the week. A top swimmer, a top cyclist, or a top runner? Tricky one. Um, I reckon runner. Top marathon runner. I would say swimmer, probably. You've probably got to dedicate more time in your life to swimming. Really? From a, from a very young age, yeah. Yep. I'm going runner. Okay, you Just go runner. I ran. That's, okay. That's good. That's where I was going. That could be a discussion of the week, couldn't it? 
It could be. Yeah, we should do that. Put that one hard. I just had to edit out that little bit there because I said the name of the person who's our secret source. Secret source. And we have secret sources mm. like the twelve herbs and spices. You can't, can't you can't reveal. you can't reveal the twelve herbs and spices and this time our secret source, who I can't name, yeah. has come up with some great information. And it is that there's gonna be some course changes to Iron Man UK. Mm. What are they, Jumbo? <laughs> pause. Oh, we're not going to pause again. I can't read the bloody oh, I'll read it then. Well, I hope it as well. Yeah, well done for two years. We love your work, whoever this is. Uh, just announced, okay, the bike course has been changed this year. Some have said it was harder than what it was before on the bike. I know the course changed and that it's not really hot news, but it's the reason why it's changed, which I believe is interesting. The fact the course directors believe that more of the viewing public will be able to support along the route. Because of this, the bike course will now go through the castle and up the killer hill at the start three times. So it sounds like they're going to do a three loop, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty crazy, really. Yeah. The run now doesn't go out towards... Yeovil um, anymore but it stays in Shubun uh, so it takes in more of the crowds will it be harder I don't know I'm cycling the bike route tomorrow oh our secret source must mm. be close to the route yeah uh, so I'll get back to you with that one and, and they enjoyed it because they did get back to us didn't they yeah yeah. so it was really kind of cool as for the run I think it will be easier due to the crowd support but we'll have they have their website I'm not sure what he said there. Their website has not been updated yet, but I'm sure it will be in the next couple of weeks. So if you want to be the first to announce it, be my guest buddies. Nice. So there you go. Course changes for Iron Man UK. Mm. Should we know there be a few listeners out there? And uh, there was also, I think he mentioned, there's rumours going around that it may even be moving from Sherbourne next year. Mm. So we'll wait and see. Uh, it had Iron Man, the races, Iron Man branded races in the UK have moved around a bit over the years. Sort of settled down in Sherbourne, but, but apparently uh, there is rumours that it may move. We have had more information about the UK races, and it sounds like they are doing good stuff, eh? Yep. It's a, it's a tricky race. I, I did a half there, um, and it is quite an undulating little course, but the problem they've got over there is the roads are so bloody narrow that it's quite hard... Um, to you know, if they make the multi loop, there's a lot of drafting problems. But yeah, you know what? It's not a race yeah. of fills. Uh, yeah, well, so on the website this week, we got a, we got a photo through from I can't remember who sent it through. I want to kind of get the name, but we got a, through, a photo through from one of the listeners and Daniel Moore, and he sent a photo through from Ironman Australia, and mm. uh, I haven't shown it to you, but it's just drafting. It's yeah. just you know, and when you do three loops, you know, like big numbers in our races. Three loops, you know. Well, Should we have smaller fields? Will that make a difference? I well, don't think. I don't think it will. I just think it's all becoming a bit more competitive. Yeah, but, um, but it kills the spirit, doesn't it? It Does <sighs> just go and ride hills. Just go see the hilly course. Yeah. Come and do John's triple T. Yeah, no bloody drafting. No drafting. That crap. Except Murray Lapworth did get a drafting <laughs> last time. <laughs> anyway, discussion of the week. So last week we had a discussion of the week, and I can't actually remember what the, t- the title Scott's was, but it's basically saying, "Would you go out for chick?" This is obviously more for the female audience. Well, no, male audience. You, no, it was whether you go out with your partner. Oh, partner. Who was faster than you? Okay. Um, do you want to start off, Jumbo? Yep. Go. First one was Bender. I've dated, Bender. I've dated a swimmer before. He Bender? He Bender. Oh. <laughs> first, date was, first date was dinner. You just keep ch- chuckling away. I'll, I thought it was pretty good. I'll keep the tone of the show okay for our male and female listeners. First date was uh, dining. Second date was a run. Third date was a swim. And that was the end of that. I've dated a cyclist before, <laughs> and that was great for a while, till she decided to give up uh, one of her day jobs and train for the national cycling team and do 25 hours a week while I was stuck doing less than 10 hours a week. She came out with the, my training is more important oh. than yours. And 
last vet. Dangerous. It was all over. Now <laughs> it was um, all over. Now dating a, a runner with a marathon PB two minutes worse than mine, but I'm hoping to nail her down at the Christchurch <laughs> Marathon soon. Oh, oh it's somebody from New Zealand. Oh. And uh, and put a stop to my bad run of getting beaten. Fat fails. I'm going to hook up with the next fat girl that glances, <laughs> that glances in my direction. They need to up to. Oh, that's sensational. I got Wonder Boy, and he goes, I'm a man, which means I am competitive. If I were in a situation where it was a possibility that she was better than me, I would not let my girlfriend be better than me and would do anything to keep it that way. More training and more cheating. Not even cheating. <laughs> Luckily, I have the bestest girlfriend and son in the world who both support me from the sidelines better than I could do. Actually, thinking about it, I once dated a girl who turned out to be much better snowboarder than me. We didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> Next one up was from Brad. Um, an active, sporty wife plus children equals conflict over training time. Mm. Marry a couch potato. It's <laughs> <laughs> the simple things. Uh, short bus is uh, depends if you like being the T-tail boy. It's all good until you start trying to do your own thing. It's like, you would you date someone who is smarter than you? Ooh. And then, and, oh no, that was actually from 10 Speed. Yeah. And then Short Boy actually liked it. Short Bus. Oh, Short Bus actually liked it, yeah. So 10 Speed has a spot on. Yep. Uh, the final one, it was good to get some female perspective in here because it was becoming a bit of a male... And it was a bit of, of kind of sexist. Go. Kind of some, it was an uh, interesting discussion this week. So this came in from Annette. Uh, I don't see many posts here from women, but I guess this week's topic wasn't meant to be for the girls. It's bloke stuff. From my perspective, I'd love to see my husband uh, wake up one morning and say, that's it, I'm sick of being support, I'm going to kick your ass at triathlon. I can live in hope, but then who would rescue me when I'm having a blonde moment 90 kilometres from home? See, there are advantages from having, of having a fit wife. You, you blokes get to play knight in shining armour. Well, just just with this, it was kind of a male kind of dominated question, and we want a, a, the, one of the female listeners to come up for female dominated questions. So, because exactly. John and I aren't females, no, and we like to think sometimes we have a female perspective, but realistically, really, we're lacking. No. So, so this week, just email us through, and, and, we, and we'll put one on for next week's show. Um, come on, fellas, uh, this is a Coach John Newsom no brainer. Would you date a foot woman who made good money, who might occasionally give you her last race wheels, last season's race wheels, supplied by one of her many sponsors, and let you carry her? bags from fabulous IM destinations worldwide. If the ego was struggling you could always find a husky mistress to visit while your kid was out on the long roads on the weekend. I didn't read that <laughs> Pack it up. <laughs> um, on an unrelated note, this is why I chose this one. I had a full Ironman Talk multimedia experience on the plane to Rarotonga recently. I was listening on my iPod and opened up the in-flight magazine to see Bevan staring pensively off into the distance, contemplating the beautiful the beauty of his merino cardigan. I've, I've seen those pictures and... John's actually yeah. put them up by his computer in his office. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> but Carlos, I, I, I would be giving you a lot more support here, but you can't spell my name, so... Oh, did you do the Stuff E? You. Did you do the E? Did the E. Oh, how many times have you heard that, Carlos? You no, know, it frustrates me. People who... <laughs> it's really frustrating. No, no this, people who don't know me, it's not that big a deal. But I get people that have known me for like years, oh. and then they'll put it like, bloody John Hellerman sent an email to somebody <laughs> yesterday, and he's saying, go and see John Newsom in Christchurch. It's got an E in it. And I'm oh. like, he's known me for bloody 15 years. What you do is you reply saying, thanks, John, and spell his name wrong. Exactly. Yeah, idea. just to get him back. Okay, so what's your view, John? Could well, you do it? 
I think I'd really struggle to be honest. <laughs> you do too. John hates it if a chick beats him in the race. No, it's not so. Wait, um, no, you come on. Like, no, no, we're talking about partners here. I know, but you hate if a chick beats you. Well, maybe a bit of that going on. <laughs> but every race, as long as a chick doesn't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is, um, I'm a bit competitive, <laughs> and so that, and that doesn't. It's not just triathlon. If we, if I play Yahtzee at home with my wife, if I get a Yahtzee, I am like going around, giving myself high fives, slapping, slapping it down, and kick your ass. So there's that issue. And if she, if my wife or girlfriend or whatever was doing sport, I think that would, especially in the sport, because you're very passionate about triathlon. Oh yeah, especially about the thing you're most passionate about. Yep. So there's the competitiveness side of it, and uh, there's also the side of it that I'm pretty selfish. And, <laughs> <laughs> I hope Belinda listens to this one. She knows I'm pretty selfish, but it's that's something I'm working on. You're working on it. Uh, You're a good man. But I just think it wouldn't work. It'd just be I'd uh, you know we we balance things up at the moment. But if she was wanting to train, you know, twenty hours a week, it would cause some friction. <laughs> the friction there's the friction. So those are the reasons why I don't think it would work for me. And I haven't actually ever dated or been with anybody who has been. Um, well, what did, did you go for an athlete when you were younger? No, no never. No, avoided that. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked well. That's interesting. For those reasons of competitiveness, I think would drive away, and also selfishness. So I'm actually speaking from experience here, because Annalise used to kick your ass in the pool, and she never did any swimming. Uh, yeah, she no, she wasn't that much better than me in the pool. She was a little bit better. She never really swam for me that much. It was more cycling. Yeah. So I was a stronger cyclist than her. Like if we just went out for a ride, but in a race, she had a really yeah. good sprint, and so and she was a strong cyclist. So oh, yeah, yeah. Unless unless my ex was rode for New Zealand, and she was just so strong and mentally, she's probably one of the hardest athletes yeah. I knew. Just you'd be in this race, and all the other girls were gone, and she'd be up for the top boys. And I'd be in the pack as well for the top boys, but she'd always get me on the sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm going to be honest here, it, it broke my heart. <laughs> and there's a few times where I went for it and she popped me. And uh, I was being, yeah, babe, I was trying to lead you out. <laughs> but, but, but she was just dominating. And that was detrimental to the relationship? Um, I mean, it was detrimental to your ego, but it was also You know, I, it didn't really bother me so much who beat me, but definitely having a partner who did a sport that was just as consuming, I think ultimately really hurt our relationship because... You just—it's really hard to have two people who are trying to achieve two massive things, yeah. and uh, and both things are so time-consuming, and it, it was hard to find balance in that environment. But yeah, I, I did struggle with it a little I bit. I couldn't have handled—I wouldn't be able to handle getting beaten by Blunder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it broke my heart a couple of times. <laughs> but we try not to be too competitive. But that was one thing was an outside of sport. We try not to be, you know, like yeah, too competitive. I bet when you what are those board games you play? Brain explosion or whatever? And uh, cranium. Cranium. I yeah. bet you know you want to kick her ass. You play that? Oh yeah, but yeah. I could tell some great stories about board games. Yeah. But have you played Risk? No. Oh, I got the best Risk story ever. That can wait for another show. Anyway, so that's our discussion. So next week's discussion is. And people have already posted on this. Because well, I've done my work this morning. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really just a question: Should you have to be a member of a triathlon club to do a triathlon, or there be like a day membership fee? So it's basically meaning: Should you be affiliated when you go and do a triathlon to either a club or an organisation? Yep. Simple as that. Yeah. And I made the title, Should Bevan Be in a Tri Club? <laughs> so, so go on to our, our website, www.imantalk.com, and click on the blog link, and you'll be sweet as daisies. Half an hour, mate, mate. Oh, easy. Some crap. Here easy. We go. Rock and roll. Age Gruber of the Week. So we're out on the road on Sunday, and John, you smacked me, didn't you? You made me oh, hurt. Putting a little bit of pressure on. Uh, we did the gorgeous, which I ended up doing like 170. And uh, 
We go down, you get down to the old West Coast Road, it's about basically 40 something Ks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and John goes, at the beginning of the road, he goes to me, Oh, look, mate, I'm going to just take it pretty easy. And, and I thought, and he, because in his email, he said, I'm not doing any intervals today. So I was like, and admittedly, I was struggling a little bit. I and mean, early on, we kind of kicked in a little bit and we start going down the road. And then he starts going in front. I thought, Oh, fuck, I'll go sit with him. Oh, I shouldn't say the F word. What minute is that? It's 27. Okay. <laughs> I'll stay with him. And he lay the hammer down and we were just killing ourselves, eh? It was uh, fairly strenuous. Yeah. We, we were killing it and I cracked once and I, I went back behind him I was like oh you can't you can't crack you can't crack pull back out again and I, you cracked again yeah, I cracked again <laughs> although you didn't crack once uh, I got you once no you, yeah my heart rate went above where I wanted to go so. yeah I was dying but it's uh, it was good riding but eh? it was hard work got to the end of that ride when you got that little light head wind as we had we've got this road old west coast road you always have a little light head wind when I did tuck in for about 30 seconds. It made a huge difference. My hey? red dropped 15 beats, and I thought, bugger this, I'm not doing it. And I came straight back out. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's what I did. When I cracked the second time, I was really struggling then. And I went back, and I stepped up for like a minute. And then I, was, <laughs> I just got enough recovery to get me through to the end. And I, was, I was loving it after that. So, anyway, Age Grouper of the Week. Oh, I've got to tell a few stories, I tell you. We've got Daniel Moore, and he sent us through an Age Grouper. And it's a pretty good bloody Age Grouper. He's got my coach, John Hill, became the Australian champ at Port the Macquarie. Port Macquarie this weekend in the 50-54 to 54 age category, despite not being fully recovered from the flu. He's also done so many races this year uh, since coming 7th in the 45-49 to 49 category at Kona. 9.51. Wow, that's pretty, pretty awesome, that's AJ. Uh, soon after Kona, he won the 50-54 at Western Australia in 9.25. Whoa. 30 minutes quicker than second place. Wow, that's dominating the dojo. And since he's become Australian champ in all distances this season. So currently he's the champion sprint, Olympic, long course, half and Ironman. Mm. That's wow. impressive. Anyway, I think he is slightly mad after doing Ironman this weekend. He's off to Canberra to do an ultra marathon this weekend. I had an email from somebody this morning who was, also, who was saying somebody in his triathlon club is going off to do a marathon the week after doing Arizona. It's not healthy. No. And I don't think that's very good for your body either. It's not, it's not cricket. <laughs> ultra marathon, but... It's what, an ultra marathon. So what's it, 100, eh? Well, no, they what vary for anything from sort of 50 to 100. about 100 or so, depending on terrain. But uh, that's pretty crazy, but it's, you know, hats off to him. Dominating a dojo, mate. All Every distances. distance. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of people doing that. You get a lot of people like, say, the John Hallamans and people like that who maybe dominate over sprint and Olympic yep. and maybe go up to half Ironman. But you don't see a lot of people doing the full oh. spectrum. Which is pretty amazing because triathlon's quite a big sport in Australia. So oh, it'd be yeah. really competitive. It's not like for him to be able to dominate all those distances. And in that age group, you know, <laughs> if it was maybe 65 to 69, yeah. you know, well, there's not many people racing. But in the 45 to 49 and no. 50 to 54, still, competitive, it's eh? still very competitive. And yeah, as I always say in Australia, and you just said, especially, especially so. so. Yeah. And he's coaching. So uh, maybe he's got plenty of time on his hand and goes out and does plenty of training and keeps nice and fit. I wonder if he's been doing it for years. He's one of those kind well, of. He's got a good first name. That certainly helps. Well, obviously, John, you can't go wrong. Exactly. John, I wrote that rhyme then. Did nice. You get that? Yeah. Put that on your album. I will. Yeah. Yeah, there's a song in there. <laughs> John, you can't go wrong. <laughs> You're not going to help out on my album. <laughs> John Hell. You are a uh, age grouper of the week. week. We're going to high five, is it? I'm going to do it anyway. One, two, three, four. High five. And it was anyway. Good old Anthony Ham. Anthony Han. The good man that he is. I used to be into triathlon Can early you make 90s. it a bit bigger, please? Well, it's not my fault you're blind. Well, you put uh, it on your side of the screen. Oh, is it better? Just, just drag over. Is it better? Go. Can you yeah, see that? It's okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Good old Anthony Ham. I used to be into triathlon. I'm angry because he, he made me crack. In the early 90s, <laughs> in the Ironman when I was three, in Auckland. Three, three times. What's that? You no, cracked. twice. No, there, was, there wasn't there a third? No. 
Okay. I got you. Anyway, I got you when we were going into Oxford. Come on, admit that. Oh, that was only one. Ah, oh, here we go. I'm hearing your excuses. So it was Auckland in 1994. Since then, I've become a couch potato and turned into Mr. Blobby. Last year, I decided to get back into the sport and took up... Took on a coach, Tony O'Hagan. Do you know him? Yeah, you know Tony. I know Tony. Okay. He's, oh. He used to live in Christchurch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Tony. Yeah. To get me to this year's half Ironman in Tauranga. Completed it in five hours ten, which I'm happy with considering ten months earlier my easy runs were actually walks. Back in the 90s, I had no idea what I was doing, but still don't, I still don't, but at least I have a coach telling me what to do. It's been a new experience working with a coach and thoroughly recommend it people who don't use one. During uh, the year, some of it during the year, some of it felt bloody hard work. So I came up with a few pointers on how to short circuit the process. Here we go. P.S. Love the show. P.P.S. John, I believe Tony kicked your ass. And, oh, that's Tony. Yeah, I remember Tony. We don't need to worry about it. You just tell Tony if Tony's listening. You just <laughs> go check out Athlinks. Click on the Nelson <laughs> Nelson Sprint Triathlon for two thousand. That's the only result that matters. Although if we had a if Athlinks went back to before the internet times, Tony would have kicked my ass a hell of a lot more times. He used to. But be, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So it's not Tony relevant. Hagen used to be History starts when athletes started. Fantastic athlete. Okay, so Anthony's top ten. We're going to do this over two weeks. Do you want to go first, John Boo? And this is also Anthony's top ten slash John's non advice. <laughs> Because all of this stuff is a bit tongue-in-cheek and just whatever we say, think John Newsom says the opposite. Okay. So number one, uh, if there is some part of your training you enjoy, keep it to yourself. Don't tell your coach you enjoy it, otherwise you'll end up regretting it. That's a funny, that's kind of sometimes a life thing as well. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like when you tell your partner you enjoy something and then they start to expect it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you don't tell them, yeah. But, you know, you've got to get that balance and making sure you still enjoy your training, but... You do if you really want. If you're serious about getting better, you got to decide whether you want to do the things you enjoy doing, or whether you want to do the things that you're weakest at, which are going to give you more bang for your buck. Very good. So you're going to give a bit of tip after everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't leave your iPod or similar lying around. If your coach gets to know your favourite music, it won't be your favourite music for very much longer. You don't. You don't I, haven't on got a, I haven't got a backup one on that. Oh, no. oh that's good. Uh, in an endless pool, if things start to get hard, you can just and you just can't sustain the pace. Start swimming with really bad techniques so the coach will stop all the pumps and tell you what you're doing wrong. Oh, nice tip. Of course, Love you, your work. of course you know, but a small rest is really what you needed and this beats <laughs> plastering against the back wall of the pool. Nice, that's a, that's a good tip. Yeah. Oh, it's technique. Number four. This is uh, one advantage for of having kids. If your heart rate, if you send your heart rate data to your coach and you don't uh, feel like you're doing interval or hard session, put your heart rate monitor on your strap on your kid and let them run around the house for a couple hours or so. In the meantime, grab a beer, park yourself up on the sofa and watch TV. The harder the session, the younger the child should be and the more sugar you should give them beforehand. If you don't have any children, tough. You've probably still got enough energy to do that session anyway. So get out there and do it. Um, Your heart rate is so much higher when you're a young kid. Oh, really? You could go out there and just do do exactly what he said. I remember one of the things when you're... Um, during childbirth and they've got the heart rate monitor on the kid like um, to make sure they're okay the heart rate is like one, I can't remember it was like 120 130 or something really, like that like a resting time heart rate it's, uh, well, it was not resting when it was but, being born but yeah. you know I know when I was younger my heart rate was way way higher that's interesting so number five and then I completely disagree with this oh, one oh you do and I'm not going to get too angry I'm going to take a few <laughs> deep breaths afterwards um, but this is a particular Thing that I'm quite passionate against. Um, McDonald's is okay. Come on, John, it's great for you. Hamish Carter and Sarah Armour say so. A Boss Burger is only 720 kilocalories. 
what's that in the scheme of a four-hour ride that burns up to 3,000? Okay, Jombo, here we go. Were you angry with Hamish when he went for McDonald's? Yes. You were disappointed, weren't you? Yes. Because you thought there's the wrong message. Yes, I did. Yeah. Very but he would have got a lot of money. With, he would have got a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> if he'd donated that to fat, <laughs> fat Kids Research or something, then I might have been a bit more satisfied with it, but I'm not happy about it. There you go. So there you go. I don't have McDonald's either. I haven't, I haven't had McDonald's. I cannot remember the last time I've had McDonald's. Bodybuilding. I had McDonald's after bodybuilding is the last mm. time I had it. That would be 10 years ago. So. Oh, it seems I, Actually, funny, funny story. So, because when you don't have takeaways, you don't go through a drive through do mm. you? When was the last time you went through a drive through uh, there's, there's a coffee drive through we go through sometimes. Uh, when I'm not drinking coffees, of Hawaii coffee. Mm, I went to a, um, is it the one out in Fairmead? Whack, yeah. So I went to was out with my mates the other night, and they wanted to get KFC. And went through a drive. I haven't been in drive through for like ten years, and it was it was quite exciting. And I got to order the meal, and it was, it was very amusing. It was, yeah, it was, it was an experience. You forget that's how what most people do. It so, is an experience. Yeah, it was it's a simple things, John. So we're gonna have the second half, the six to ten next week. Oh, it's exciting times. I'm excited. I'm going straight to McDonald's. Here we are. Let's go. Website of the week. It's going to be pretty brief, John said. Yep, this one was sent in from Rob from Thailand. Oh, really nice. He's part former age group of the week. Yep. And he does all his training on the Compu Trainer. So really? Big ups, Rob. He's uh, he's quite into any podcast. Hey, so I wonder, if you've always trained on the Compu Trainer, if, like if you're doing all your... It must be weird when you get on the road, eh? So it is challenging. He does try to get out, get out on the road a bit, but um, it's only just a weekend. But even just like your skills there. and stuff like that. Oh, like. totally. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um, the website of the week is not really triathlon specific, but it's uh, athleticscoaching.ca. So it's a Canadian athletics coaching centre. And the reason, yep, the reason Rob sent it in is it's got some really good interviews on there. So you go onto the website, you click on audio files, uh, and there's a number of interviews there with some very well-known guys. Uh, one of the them British. being um, the fellow Noakes, Tim Noakes, who's a South African guy who wrote The Law of Running. Oh, uh, really? Is, you know, That's like the Bible of running, eh? A lot of people do consider it the Bible. Have so you read that? I've got it. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> book. It's sat next to my bed for an awful long time. It's and bigger I read, than the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you read a few extracts here and there. But it's got a high-performance nutrition consultant. Um, it's got notes. It's got a few other guys. You can download them as um, in various different formats. But there's a good sort of five or six up there. And looking by the time, the, the long interviews, generally about an hour long. 40 to 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to be as good a quality as, as what we get. No, but... Um, but with the high class here, uh, I'm going to listen to them over the next few weeks and it looks like there's some really good ones up there so it's worthwhile getting on there something else to listen to when you're um, when you're on the indoor train or out running or something But it's uh, and they've also got some from 07, 06 so there's quite a lot up there oh yeah, here we go look at this guy good old Tom Tom Tellers Olympic coach oh there you go Dan Pliff oh, Frank Dick Frank Dick Olympic coach <laughs> not going to go there oh look that guy he's pretty cool looking Ivan Thomas, MBE, British record holder for the 400 metres, Olympic silver medalist. Oh, four times four. 400 metres. Oh. Yep, so there's some good interviews up there, something else to listen to. Website is athleticscoaching.ca. And we'll actually put a link to that on www.imantalk. Do we need any more music? I don't think we do. We'll go straight into it. Oh, no, yeah. Coach's Corner. Oh. Back at oh, oh, come on. Oh, sorry, man. Here we go.
Coach's Corner. I was loving it because who was the boy, the guy on the road with us the other day, who was a cyclist? Cameron? Cameron, yeah. Yeah. And he was commenting how we rode a lot harder than the cyclist who used to ride with us. I was loving that. So we came through that section faster than the bunch. We, of course we did. <laughs> stupid, stupid comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was all good stuff. This week's question, uh, I mean, we've got some fantastic uh, Kiwis who are sending in questions here, and they're all called John, so we like that. John Vickers. Everyone in New Zealand is called John. I'm actually from Australia. I moved when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, guys from Tauranga. Great show. Keep it up. I know you guys get a lot of queries like this, but here's another. I'm almost 50 and plan to do Ironman New Zealand in 09, and it will be my 50th birthday present and probably the only time I can do it with the wife's full permission. Nice. So far, I've done the Tauranga half twice, both around five and a half hours. Good. Done round Taupo times eight, which is about um, 160Ks. Rode a marathon. Um, done ocean swim. Uh, and he trains so he's a bit of an all-round guy. Yeah, done a bit of everything. Trains around six hours a week um, minimum. The question is, what are my chances of doing Ironman New Zealand on 10 hours training a week average? I'm a full-time hospital doctor with after-hours on-call commitment and some private practice, so time is limited, and I have two young kids also. My aim is to finish and not qualify for Kona. Doctors work hard, eh? They work long hours. What about Andrew? What's the other one? Andrew in town? Andrew Lawrenson? Yeah. He's a doctor. He's- yeah, but he slacks off. He probably takes like three months off and he works like two days a week for oh, Ironman build okay. up. Okay, so. soft. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. So what, what do you reckon, John? What did you reckon John should do, John? Well, it John? sort of it got me thinking. Got you thinking? Got me thinking. You've got a bit of cyst, haven't you? I, well, my three-year plan, I, I, there's, there's two type of people that come to me that say, I want to do Ironman. And it's people like John who yep. have done some races. or Obviously, has athletic experience. Exactly. And that's the key thing. Um, I think if you've got athletic experience uh, and you've done a few triathlons, and if you it's ju- the halves, and so halves, yeah. And if you just want to do an Ironman and get to the finish line, you can do it with twelve months. If you, somebody comes to me who is um, a Mister Blobby who hasn't done anything for yep. like twenty years, yep. and they go, "I want an Ironman next year," I'll generally say, "Don't do it." And uh, that's generally what I say. <laughs> so go <laughs> no, go away and do some sprints and Olympics, and then come back in a year's time, and then maybe maybe look at it. Yeah, I think from going from zero to hero is uh, is not realistic if you don't have any athletic background. And you, for example, you obviously were very fit when you came in. So yeah, you just yeah, need totally. to learn to yeah. swim and just yeah. get your endurance up. I've been doing like 10, 15 hours exercise a week for years. Yeah. So, so that was my point. Is um, I always talk about three year plan, but I think that applies to some people. John. I don't think you're going to have any problems, um, and 10 hours a week is realistic uh, in terms of if you can hit that fairly consistently, I don't think you'll have a problem. Key things I think you need to do is um, you need to have about a 13 to 16 week build up to the race where you talk to the family and you talk to people at work and say, I'm going to need to increase my commitment to training a bit here, and then you'll need to have some weeks that are maybe a little bit more than 10 hours, but I'd say your average week can still just sit around that 10-hour mark, and that's the key thing. What would change your 10-hour week would be just building in those long bikes, and that's going to be the key thing. You don't need to do a long bike every week, but I'd say in that build up, you need to have around about four or five rides that are of a good distance, say 120 to 180k, and they're going to take quite a bit of time, and you probably need to block them off on your diary and just say, right, those are going to be my big days. So I think that's the key thing. Um, between now, April and August, I would say you'd be best off focusing on your running. It doesn't take too much time out of your life um, and get your running up to speed and maybe look to do a half marathon or something like that mid year. In this situation, just a random question. Because you're just trying to finish, do you really even care about your swimming that much? Well, no, I think you, you should. You really oh, okay. you should care about your swimming and your biking and not care too much about your running. Oh, really? Why is <laughs> yeah, that? I'll come to that. Oh, here we go. Um, 
I'd say August to November, you really want to be focusing on, on doing a lot of biking and really try to get your biking mileage up. You should still be able to do 10 hours a week, maybe just throw in the odd long ride here and there, but you'd still be able to sort of stick with your current schedule. And then around about 17 to 20 weeks out, have a complete, weight, a complete week off racing. Off racing off, or training? Off, off training. Oh, really? Uh, so just sort of to get your, to recharge your batteries before you start your main sort of okay. build-up. Um, in your Ironman build-up period, look as I was saying, look to do a long ride about every third week. And like we're talking a proper good long ride. So over 150? Um, no, anything over 120 Yeah, for, for guys that are just looking to complete. Because 120 is going to take so yep. people, you know, four to five hours, um, yep. no, five hours plus actually. Uh, so look to do that every third week. Look to schedule in three half Ironman simulations or races during your build-up. So you get to do a half Ironman simulation at Ironman pace to so practicing nutrition. And also the other key thing is making sure that you're going to get enough sleep and recovery because if you start doing all the stuff and you're not getting enough sleep and recovery, you're kind of screwed. Mm. So back to your question about swimming, um, whether you should bother with that, I would say, again, that's something you want to focus on quite a bit over winter is getting your swimming up so you can swim 4K without being that big of a deal. And that's a key thing with Ironman for fin- for people who are just going to complete is you want to be minimizing your energy output and I think a lot of people can lose a huge amount of energy in the swim by not doing enough preparation. So getting it up so you can swim well, getting it up so you can um, cover the bike distance, and I would say third priority in the most part would be running because at the end of the day you can always slow down and walk on the run and you're not going to lose as much time. Um, that would be my advice. Do you think... Um, yeah, no, you've got, to, you've got to ask another question now. Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering, <clears throat> how many people are going to just walk in the race? A lot. A huge number so, of people so, walk. So, so is it realistic for most people to go into it realising that? Yeah, I think I think that's, you know, definitely having a, either a, and we had this question, I'll probably cover this in a few weeks' yeah, time, yeah, is that was a good one. run walking. When you're um, actually training. And, and, and that's worth, it's worth doing. And, and realistically, if you're going to be out there for longer than, you know, five and a half hours or f- longer than five hours on the run, you know, you do need to have a run-walk policy, um, I think, and that'll help you get through the run, but you need to be pretty strict on it. And it's realistic, you know. For for somebody like John, you're probably going to do some walking on the run. Yeah. So you need to sort of plan for that. Um, but there's got pretty good half times. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. I really think you've got to get your biking up because no matter if your biking's crap, you're going to really struggle on the run regardless. And I think it's worthwhile investing a bit of time over winter getting your swimming up to speed as well. Love your work. Right up. Questions and answers. I listen to all your episodes, and they've become a part of my triathlon lifestyle. This is from. Michael, Michael Davis. Davis. I thought I'd send you a specific definition as to, as well as a research article on heart rate variability, as it may be something to discuss on the show f- further. Because I made a bit of a hash. Well, I didn't make a hash for last night, but last week, but you asked me a few questions and I didn't know the technicalities of it. Now, he sent us through this um, link to a website which I've put on the um, WWW Ironman talk this week, and we haven't actually had a chance to read it. It seems quite like quite a thorough, kind of in depth kind of thing, so we'll have a read of it and discuss it at a future time. But if you guys want to go on there and have a read, it's a, yeah, I haven't read it, so I can't really judge. But Three-page article on heart rate variability. And it's kind of scientific about it too, so um, we'll actually do that, but it's, yeah. It's As I was saying last week, heart rate variability, you can use it with the new RS800 heart rate monitors, and it's another way, and uh, some coaches think it's more accurate for picking up uh, fatigue and the onset of sickness than taking your resting heart rate. So we'll, we'll have a read and talk about that next week maybe? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Do your piece on that one, John. Yeah. Uh, and Michael was actually the person who talked about... Lucy Zenlikova, my coach, who I predict is going to smash the women's field. Mm. So she did smash them on the swimming bike. 
struggled a little bit on the run, but she still did very, very, very well. Good. good old Daniel from Germany sent through uh, a link to Transitions. Now, Transitions is one of the good forums. It's the Australian one, isn't Australian it? Australian one. Yeah, and uh, Transitions had an article on what? No, but what it was, uh, there was a bit of few things going on on there, and then uh, Macker actually got on there. Oh, Somebody had asked a question there. Is that Macker? There. So there's a post on there by CJ Macker, which is Chris McCormick, uh, really pretty much saying how he got into the sport, sort of bullet pointed on what he did and basically how his career progressed to where he is now. So it's reasonably anything, but it's good to see Macker on there and uh, saying this is how I got Because you do wonder if they go on the forums, eh? Mm. And one thing that was, I was actually reading some of the other stuff on here, and they were talking about how you keep motivation up for a long, long time. And someone, a triathlon coach, had written something, and then someone mentioned about Melina and just saying how, you know, like he's obviously been doing it for such a long time. And uh, I, I should have asked Scott about this the other day, but they're saying that what Melina still does is he always tries to find the latest triathlon news. And, oh, yeah. You know, and, and that keeps his interest in the sport and keeps him wanting to keep getting better himself. Mm. You know, he's still really passionate about sport and he still wants to know all this stuff. And But, you know, you know, like for myself, you know, like over summer I kind of wasn't really focused on triathlon other than the show. And, uh, you know, I can't say I was losing motivation, but I was definitely thinking of other things. And then you go down to challenge Wanaka and you get all fired up, don't you? Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just a really good point for those of you who are thinking are oh, losing a bit of motivation is surround and, yourself with the and content. I guess um, you, do, you keep your hand in the game like if, if you are starting to lose a little bit maybe move your focus I don't know go to your triathlon club and maybe get involved in some way there and maybe that will be something that help you but there you go something about Melina yeah one of the funniest things I've ever seen was Melina trying to do our once weekly aerobic class down at Sylvania gym complete unco <laughs> I should get him to one of my classes <laughs> so there you go so uh, what, what's up next uh, this is from Elizabeth how do you say that one John Maguire Maguire I'll go with okay uh, just discovered your podcast and it helped me get refocused on training at the end of a long winter in the states many thanks so you could say if, if, if you've got friends who are struggling with motivation you say just go and listen to Ironman Talk trust me listen to Ironman Talk you'll be motivated I was wondering if I could if you could give me some advice on something I started in a sport two years ago and I'm training for my first half iron in early July I'm a decent swimmer but tend to get a really bad case of nerves before starting to swim which leads to a very uneven effort in the water do you have any tips for staying calm before and during the swim or visualisation tactics for the swim uh, the first tip would be to try to do as long a warm-up as you can swimming. So as you're getting in the water, and I'm not talking like half an hour or anything like that, but having said that, at the World Cup race in New Plymouth, the girls got in and they, some of them did a massive warm-up. Really? Like they were swimming right out to the first buoy, which was uh, probably 400 metres. Uh, wow, back, so they were swimming like a K mm. warm-up. But you don't quite need to do that much. But that's one of the key things for if you're struggling with the swim is to get in there, do a warm-up, get your breathing under control, get used to the water temperature. And I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, point two would be to write up a race plan and address any fears that you've got about the swim, whether it's getting bashed around the head, whether it's getting tangled up in a buoy, whether it's struggling to get out through waves if it's in the, uh, if it's in the sea, um, and have a few plans, you know, how you're going to deal with things mentally and physically. You know, if somebody's beating the crap out of you, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight back or are you going to turn left and yep. pull away and try to find some fresh water? So have a few um, tactics there. And the third tip is really to go and try and do some open water swimming practice in difficult situations. So that's either going and, say, doing aquathons, um, just as training, you know, often they're midweek, and that'll really get your open water swimming up. If there's any group sessions with triathlon clubs, go in there and don't avoid getting in the uh, – make sure you get 
in amongst the groups and get bashed around a little bit and just get out of your comfort zone and those are probably the three things I'd suggest doing. I know for me doing epic camp is definitely because you swim every day in lakes with a boot group you know it's not even a big group but it's enough people around you to kind of get used to swimming with a group and I think even if you just got your swim squad you know say maybe every couple of weekends or once a month you get together you go down to a river or the beach and actually have a swim as a group and that way you just get better at doing that just one thing on the visualisation I use uh, a thing called NLP now a few of you may well know what NLP is it's called Neuro Linguistic Programming and it's quite advanced visualisation techniques and I may actually do a session on, on here it's, it's some really cool stuff so I'll do that sometime in the future uh, one other thing is actually uh, I just thought of is if you're not swimming in your wetsuit if you're doing all your swimming in the pool and you don't have access to an open water, water situation yeah. just swim in your wetsuit in the pool it doesn't degrade them that quickly as long as you wash them afterwards but it's it's very quite different, obviously, swimming in your wetsuit as it is to swimming in a pool. So pool wetsuit swimming is your your last sort of opportunity. But uh, the only problem I find is I get so hot. Oh, you get hot, but yeah, you just deal with it. Make sure you have a water bottle. Yeah, yeah. Do you drink water when you're swimming? No, I just piss all the time if I do that. Oh. I have to go straight. To, I have to go to the toilet really oh, quickly. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was a bit worried for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing in the pool? No, I don't do that. I get out. <laughs> Peeing in the pool. <laughs> Um, last week we had a club website and two things here I forgot to put it on the website and I can't remember which club it was and I've deleted the link so could someone send me through the club website from last week and then someone sent me through I'll a club that. I can do that are you sure it's on the show notes no because I put them on afterwards I got it from my, my little thing I put down here oh so, yeah 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 right. and then someone sent us through a club website for this week and I can't, couldn't find it anymore I've got it it's on hold oh you put it on oh okay there you it's go. on hold oh okay <laughs> now uh, how's that one Rua a few weeks ago I reviewed uh, Getting Things Done by David Allen that book and there's a computer program called OmniFocus and it's an organisational uh, program and it works specifically around the principles of his book now there's a guy called Merlin Mann who does a lot of the Twit podcasts and he seems to really recommend OmniFocus as well And so if you read the book and you really liked what it was um, you know, go check out OmniFocus and uh, just do a Google search for that. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Sponsors. Coffees of Y. Here comes the Coffees of Y clip right now. Okay, here we go. Right, win. Now. Right, win. Now. Win. Now. Gift time. What to give? Gotta be something Hawaii authentic from the Aina. Here it is. Coffees of Hawaii is offering its Molokai Estate gift tin. Three half-pound bags of great coffee package in a handsome metal box. Hmm, I like the box. This Molokai coffee is 100% grown and processed at the Coffees of Hawaii Plantation in Kuala Pool, where they roast the same day they ship. Go to coffeesofhawaii.com where you can mix and match the new Kono Nightingale bean or the island-style blends. Coffee captures the essence of its soul and weather. That's why at Coffees of Hawaii, we say, Sip da Aina. Essentials Hawaii. Coffeesofhawaii.com Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's the Coffees of Hawaii Club. For all your coffee needs, go to coffeesofhawaii.com. Just go there and get your coffee. What else have we got, John? We've got trybuys.com. Oh, my shoes are in town. I've got the all- I missed them a pickup. Oh, Don't no. you hate them when couriers do that? Bloody annoying. It's please. annoying. And then you've got to ring them and they've got to try to be there at the right time. Yeah. And-, and their offices are always like the other side yeah. of town. Yeah, they don't up. have a car, so we've got a bike there. Yeah. So anyway, they're in town. They're in Christchurch. Trybuys.com. You go on there. 
Spend over 200 bucks US, free shipping anywhere in the world. Plus, you get that bike. When does it actually finish? You keep talking. It's still going. There's a Seppo bike, so no brain of time. Just go on there, enter the competition. Just get on the registration list and be in with the chance to win the Seppo bike. When it closes? When, when? Still going. Sign up and win today. Today, not tomorrow. Today. Doesn't yeah. actually give you the... Just got to register. Could be one of those competitions that goes forever. Could be. You know, like five years from now, it's still... It'll be an old bike by then. It would be. I wonder what bikes will be like five years from now. I reckon they'll be similar. You don't think there's going to be much progress? No, I mean, you, you get different shapes and different blades and you know, in terms of the... Uh, well, you look 10 years ago, bikes are pretty different. Yeah, they're still triangles. <laughs> <laughs> triangles and well, wheels tri- and circles. Still, still got wheels. They'll be similar. <laughs> Oh, you're so, super found. Yeah, all your your one stop try shop. How did Cameron do it, Arizona? Have you had a look? Oh no, let's have a look. Okay, you keep talking. <laughs> so, Cameron uh, raced. Hopefully, he did quite well because this, 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 this will go down. Rick Collins. Cameron this will Collins. go down really badly if he did uh, yeah. did badly. Okay. We may have to edit it out, but yeah. no, we're not editing it out. The um, yeah, boys from try buys, also uh, athletes. You could always just type Collins in under Athlete Search. That seems way too simple, John. Yeah, you just brought up all the C's and you're only down to Chang. No, but like, look, Collins, 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 Cameron Collins. 12.36. 12.36. if he's happy for that or not. 103 swim, 6.07 on the bike, 5.09 run for 12.36. Well, there you go. Cameron's one of the boys at trybuys.com. Yep. Athletes looking after athletes. There we go. And lastly, speaking of athletes looking after athletes, athlinks.com. Uh, they were at Ironman Arizona, I think. Um, so hopefully you guys maybe met them down there. Yep. And uh, don't know if they've got the Arizona results up there, but I'm sure they'll be up there shortly. I'm just trying to pull up the website. Yeah, trying to pull up the website. He's stop. a sales manager, Cameron is. He is. Good sales manager too. Top company. Top company in the world. Mm. We should we should get shares. We should get shares and try buys. You reckon, we'll Cameron? We want we want half your profit. <laughs> we'll be millionaires <laughs> in no time. That's right. Okay, so flinks.com and what are we going to talk about today, John? Just basically go on there and just get your results up there and get Lance some results. get some rivals. Oh, what's cool is they have the coming up events as well. Yeah. So you can actually see what's coming up and maybe go into your area and actually have a look at... We've got the Kinetic Half coming up on the 16th this weekend. You know what I'm thinking of doing about next year, John? Okay, oh, this is great. So, okay, you can go, okay, we'll show all in 2008 in New Zealand. Yep. And then we'll go Auckland. And then we've got the Auckland Half Marathon. It's coming up later on. Yep, and so... But you can basically search for... Oh, there we go, there Auckland go. Half Marathon. Oh, man. There we go, so we looked at... Reese, Events coming up in our area at the Auckland Half Ironman. We've got the College Sport Team Triathlon and the Panasonic People's Triathlon in Mission Bay. So you can go to your area and you can think about what, you know if there's any races that you're thinking look towards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I reckon it's cool, dear. Upcoming races, recent results. That's a good time. Go to athletes.com. So get on there, get your friends on there, get your family on there, get your mother on there because you're your, bound to beat her. Get your cat on there. <laughs> <laughs> throw your cat in the water. There's a dog. There's a dog that swims the um, the, the Auckland half. Um, no, that swims. The, you know they have the, the oh, across, across the, the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the dog could be your rival. You know what I'm thinking about doing next year, Jumbo? What's that? Boston Marathon. Oh yeah, yeah. it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's, it's soon. Yeah, I figure maybe next year that'll be my goal or well, one of my goals. Okay, there you go. So anyway. exciting times. What else have we got? That was not it. We got Camp Kia Car. Camp Kia Car. Somebody on Camp Kia Car is going to get a. Um, Free blue seventy wetsuit. Oh, really? Got a little prize. Well, like a good one. Envelope. Uh, yep. 
They're all good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Really? I'm getting my new Blue 70 this week. Why am I getting he- my new Helix? Wait a second. No, wait, they meant to hook both the boys up. He's <laughs> <laughs> actually coming down. Um, Make sure you hook a brother Blue up. Here. Blue, <laughs> Blue 70 fella's coming down to Christchurch, Steve, and... Uh, I said, he said, oh, do you want to go out for a run? And I said, well, I'm going out for a two-hour run and I'm holding this pace and you're welcome to come. And when are you going to a run? Thursday. What time? Four o'clock. No. Yeah. So anyway, um, there's still, t- I think, one or two spaces left on Camp Care Car. It's going to be good times. So we're going up the colder Tourmalade. And I'm time. thinking of more games as well. Uh, yep. I was mapping it on um, Map, Map My, my Trial or something the other day. Google. From, you love Google Maps. Google Maps. Maps. Yep. I'm going from Luskin where the Pyrenees Multisport is to the top of the colder Tourmalade, which is about 85 k's. Yeah. Just to the top 85, isn't it? We'll go to the top, we'll turn around, come back down, and then we'll, um, we'll sit in the cafe and wait for everybody else to come down, yep. <laughs> and then we'll get a ride back. So, it'll be a so nice how far is the climb? Climbs around about 20 to 25 k's. Really? It's quality. Really? Good times. John was out in the other day and said, you know what, Bev, you really need to maybe get a different bike. <laughs> <laughs> need some gearing. Because I've only got 23, haven't I? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, bike jerseys, if you want to get bike jerseys. Oh. Yep, okay. Uh, I had a comment last night at running. Um, the person who submitted uh, Charlie from last week, yep. he said he was wearing his Ironman bike uh, jersey in the shop, shop the other day and a chick came and started chatting away to him and talking to him. Uh, so he's obviously taken because he's got Charlie. And I said, don't go giving it to Charlie because then fellas will start coming and talking to Charlie. I'm just saying, but if the single listeners out there, mm. and in if fact, you want to pick up, put that on. In fact, Charlie, a, uh, aka, maybe not say, uh, and Charlie's partner are both going to have a pair of uh, Grammo socks. Oh, you're in the Grammo socks just to, to make, keep them happy. Keep them happy. Keep Charlie oh, happy. Keep the relationship on the track. Oh, you see, so you're, you're, you're more than just a coach. You're a life coach. Maybe you could have Grammo socks day is no training day. Oh. And that could be, you know, you, you, you pull out the socks, we're not training today. <laughs> or business socks. Business socks. <laughs> it's business time. If you're interested in Grammo wheels, uh, you can do a search on them. Uh, just search for Grammo. go to genius.com because genius, that's who looks after us with bikes. Um, affiliate, if you want to buy anything from Amazon, go there. Okay, John, what are you up to? For, what's, what's, what's been happening and what's going to happen? Well, we, d- we did have quite an enjoyable ride on uh, It was tough weekend. stuff, eh? Hey? We shagged afterwards. <laughs> I was a bit jaded. How was your... Bevan, Bevan's telling me... We, we live quite close by in between where Bevan and I live. There's a climb that's about oh. 150... No, probably about 250 metres, and it's a real bitch to get over. Yeah. And uh, I really struggled to get over it. I was then, gutted because I thought we could go down Brougham Street. And you, know, then you go... Oh, you go. Nah, we're going the long way home. <sighs> and then you had to go up... I had to go um, up my parents' house. Yeah, my parents live on a St Andrews Hill, and it's quite oh, a step. That would be very tough. It was just slow. Yeah, <laughs> just give it up. Yeah. I was over. It. I had to teach pump that night. It was Ooh. the worst thing. Oh, but you know what? I was very tired after that ride. I got up Monday morning and my best swim of the year. Oh, really? Which was interesting. Mm. Uh, and then what am I up to this week? I had M around uh, the weekend oh, for yeah. a few drinks, old Power Cookies girl. Um, Tell you one way you want to get John angry, turn up late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going for the ride on Sunday morning and, and, and anyway, I turned up on time, didn't I, John? You, you were on time. I was good, but I'm, I'm always on time, I'm never late, but a few people turned up late, didn't they, John? You're not, you're not too happy about this situation, are you? Anger management issues going on. <laughs> That's uh, why you came me on Old West Coast Road, wasn't it? He's like, yeah. pretty late, I've got to get home. got to get home. <laughs> But uh, no, it was all good times, and then what am I up to this week? And you had a good barbie of him? Just had a few drinks with him. Nice, trolley. She always brings around a few uh, quality bread, beers. Um, and finished my three week, first three-week training block. Managed to hit sort of 15 to 16 hours each week for three weeks, so I was quite happy with that. Nice. Easier week this week, and then I'll build it back up. And this week, uh, easier week training, quite a bit of work to do. 
the weekend going out for dinner. Should be going to a nice fancy place, which should be good times. What's that? What's that? Uh, over in Littleton. Um, okay. Can't remember the name of the place. And then we've got a Striding On Clinic on Saturday. Oh. Should be good. Yep. And that's about my week. Well, what about you, Bevan? What's been happening with me? Oh, I've been training. My, see, this, this program going into roads really different for me because I got so much travel. So, like, I'm away this weekend, and then I'm back for three days. Then I got to go up to Auckland for a week. Then I'm back for two days. Then I go to Bali for two weeks, and then I'm, luckily I got a month before we go to France. So, um, I, I'm, the way I'm doing my training is kind of really weird. But I'm just trying to get my long rides in when I can. Training, I'm actually feeling really good. Swimming really well. Running really well. Riding pretty well. You know, other than the fact you dominated me the other day. <laughs> Broke my heart. That bloody time. <laughs> and uh, um, oh, so so the girl thing. So so yeah. went to Bikram yoga with her the other day. Uh, I didn't realise you went with her. Yeah. Oh mate. Yeah, and the thing is, you got to take your top off. Uh, and so I'm in this room, and there's this one other guy and me, and it's just chicks, mate. It's just a chick face, and it's chicks just chicks have to take the tops off too and doing their bras and stuff. Well, some girls were in bikinis. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the girl I went with. Yeah. Uh, she was wearing like way too many clothes. She must have been hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you done it before? No, but I know it's very hot. Oh man, thirty-eight degrees. Yeah. And so it goes for an hour and a half. And and like first forty-five, I'm like first half of an hour, I was like this is a piece of piss. Forty-five minutes into fifteen minutes later, I'm like, oh my god, I'm only halfway. And the last twenty minutes, I was suffering. Do they let you drink? Yeah, but not. You don't drink a lot because right. you're kind of in the poses, you know. Yeah. Like I went through a whole, I went through a bottle in the, yeah. whole, in the whole hour and a half. Uh, it was it was pretty good. In the middle, I did feel pretty good afterwards. Pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, and and the, my my lady friend. Yeah. My lady friend. She uh, wants to go again on Thursday. I'm not sure if what will happen there. But it's, it's again, it's progressing well. Yeah. There's not much more cost to add on that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, she bought me my present. See, I got a new oil burner. I was asking what your present was. It's an oil burner. An oil burner. Yeah, because I want I, I want an oil burner. She wants a bit of sensual action hey. in the studios. I'm just. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> so yeah, and that's and then this weekend I'm off to Auckland to do some work. I've got to go train some people, and it's how I roll, mate. Mm. That's pretty much me. Nothing yeah. else. That's yeah. it. No, no goss. Oh, we had, we had a random goss about the couple breaking up. Yeah, let's not talk about that. We're not bloody womensweekly.com. Well, I said that's one of our listeners, and they said, no, nah, mate, you need to do that stuff. No. <laughs> Women's Weekly. If people want to find out about that, they can... Okay, let's give a hint. <laughs> Separation's happening. With who? No, it's as far as I'm going. I didn't even know who it was. No, I did. They just sent a photo, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, ignorant. That's because you're ignorant. Yeah, I'm ignorant. So. Ignoramus. Ignoramus. <laughs> Right there then, that's the show this week. What is it? Iron Russ. I mean don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia Kaha.